Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. When it comes to big or small projects around the home, Tony and Corey have got the know-how and the answers to make your life just a bit easier. Here they are, your Weekend Warriors, Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show podcast. I'm Corey Valdez. And I'm Tony Cookston. Thanks for uh, listening today. We've got a great show lined up for you. We're going to be talking about giving your home a facelift. Or in the in the instance of today and for today's show, it will be many facelifts. <laughs> many facelifts? Yes. I mean, you may not choose to do one or some, but we're oh, going oh, oh. to definitely talk about many different types of ways that you can give your home a facelift. I see what you're saying. Many different things that ultimately give your house a big facelift. What? Yes. Or a small facelift. Of course, the lifting of the face is making it look younger and tighter. So making your home look younger and tighter, I guess, is... Not, is, a, bad, uh, not a bad deal. Not a bad deal. My house is a little saggy. I've been in my house for 17 years. Now, we built our house. It was in a dare home, as you well yeah, know. Yeah, from the dirt up. Yeah, we built our house. Um, but... After 17 years, it has gotten saggy, a little saggy. It worked, yeah. In the jowls. It's got sort of <laughs> saggy jowls. Your, your your house has a double chin. Yes, several, triple, triple chin <laughs> and some wrinkles around the eyes, you know. It well, needs, you know, uh, that's, you know, a, a lot lift. of it comes to maintenance. You know, you really have to maintain a house. You have to put a lot of money into your home and maintain it yearly. And just, it's a ton of work. If you don't have the time, sometimes... You know, I know you're very busy, so your house has a couple things on it. I know, like, the trim and the gutters. Yeah. We've, we've put, paid some special attention to, but, yeah, I get it over the years. Kids. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Things uh, get beat up. Yeah, paint. You know, paint was a big one uh, for us. And as the paint starts to wear off, your home becomes more vulnerable. And so that's just a, a prime example, something that you have to stay on top of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, they say, you know, like, the average house paint that you use you know i think it probably what 15 years 20 years the most well i don't know if it's that long that might not even be that long yeah that's um that seems optimistic to me yeah i think it just depends on the paint that you use of course i don't think i don't think people i don't think generally people leave paint you know, I think people get tired of the color before it starts to wear off. Oh, yeah. Usually. Well, you know, too, here in the Pacific Northwest, I feel like paint gets extra beat. Yeah, it does. Because, you know, you get the sun and then we get mildew and moss and mold. Yeah, and I agree. And it's so soggy wet here. My house is like covered in, we just had our house painted like a couple years ago. Yeah. And it's got this tinge of black. You know, well, mildew all over it. I hate so to say, get a pressure wash. I hate to say, you know, I told you so. But your house is white, dude. Well, it's not white. It's it is harder to keep white white than it is to keep any other color. It's color. Well, I'd rather pressure wash it, make it look new. Just saying, it's white. It's not white right now. It's sort of a gray color now. Well, it you know it, it was gray because of all the stuff. You yeah, got that's the color we picked. It was like a grayish, really very very light gray, agreeable gray. Actually, it's actually a very very light. It's got like a tinge of blue. No joke. If you stand back at the street and look at your house, no, I know anybody walking by would say it's the white house. It's white, but it's yeah. not. It's not. Yeah, it's like a tingy blue grayish, grayish blue. Interesting. It's, it's interesting. very very light. Yeah, check it out next time. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, th- it's just a prime example that you know it's one of those things that just doesn't last. So the roof is the exact same way. We think we've got a roof on the house, and the roof is a lifetime warranty. Sure, roof. limited lifetime or something. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it used to be a, a thirty-year or a fifty-year or a you know a hundred-year roof, but um, we think the roof is got a warranty. It's going to be great. Yeah. No. But guess what? If you let moss grow up there, and the moss will grow, but between the shingles and and it will lift the shingles up and the shingles lift up and then um, other types of things can get up in there. Water can get up in there and um, and it's compromising the roof. It's taking away its years of life yep. and it will have to be changed more soon than you imagined. Mm-hmm. So maintenance is a big thing. Yeah, when you talk to roofer, roofers or roofing manufacturers, roofing companies, They'll tell you, you know, like back in the day, like you said, you'd have a 25-year, 30-year, 50-year shingles. Now they're all lifetime, all of them. They all say lifetime warranty. It's like a trick, you know what I mean? It's basically the paper it's written on says, we we guarantee that over the lifetime of this product. <laughs> its own life. It will be free from defects. So that's all that means. Yeah. So if they, if you put it on the roof and the installer installed it correctly or incorrectly, it and you say, oh, he installed it incorrectly, and it's failing, the roofing company says, well, the product isn't failing. Yeah. It was installed right. incorrectly. The installation was a failure. No soup for you. No <laughs> soup for you. So yeah, I've been told that several times by roofing companies. So it's kind of crazy how they call it lifetime now, but it's all in weight. That's how they do it. There's yes, like a, that's right. There's like a pound rating like or how many pounds per square. And the heavier the roofing that you choose, the longer it will last the, because there's yep. physically more material there. Yeah. The more force that's required of nature to upend that product on, where it sits on the roof, um, the more that's required, the less it's going to happen. Right. Um, you know, if you if your shingles come off in a 30 mile an hour wind, that probably doesn't have a very good warranty. <laughs> but if it takes gale force winds or, you know, something worse, a hurricane, then, yeah. you know, the warranty is probably if you're much, in much better. Florida. Right. Dade County. <laughs> anyway, Miami Dade. That's <laughs> All right. Uh, so we've broken our list up. We made a little list. We broke it up into cheap, kind of, you know, kind of cheap upgrades that you can do to your house we've got you could use the word inexpensive probably in place of cheap whatever cheap does carry a connotation that the work being done is not quality well it's as it's as quality as you do it well that's what i'm saying this is a home improvement show so so the upgrade while inexpensive could still be quality sure and cheap carries a connotation that's not quality i'm just trying to help you keep it real it's a it's an inexpensive upgrade a less expensive upgrade and uh, we've got some free upgrades that you can do if you have the things you need to do that work and it's not any extra material and we've got some spendy upgrades and spendy which is a if you're listening to us in any part of the world that's not the pacific northwest spendy means pricey pricey (laughs) i learned that when i moved to oregon (laughs) Years ago, I kept I kept hearing that word "spendy," and I'm like, "That's a funny word." Yeah, spendy. Yeah, I don't. It's a good one. I've used it a lot. Yeah, lots of people use it here. Pricey upgrades. Anyway, so all right, so let's talk about the exterior of the house. We've got some some inexpensive. I'm gonna just change this, otherwise I'm gonna keep saying cheap. 
Less expensive. Less <laughs> expensive. Less expensive exterior upgrades that include add some new decorative pillows, throws, or curtains to the living space to create a cozy atmosphere outside. Yeah, well, you know, in inside or outside. You said exterior upgrades. I know, I meant that's in the wrong place. But <laughs> we have decorative pillows on our front porch that my wife will occasionally oh, sure, change that's, out. Yeah, absolutely. And make it patio furniture. Yeah, from the street they look, yeah. you know, she changes them by the season. She's got some Halloween ones, she's got some 4th of July pillows. Yeah. It looks pretty cool. We've got those little chairs and a little area that that makes it look cozy. Yeah, but no, I agree with that. But completely. also interior. Right. Because there's nothing my wife loves buying more than is pillows. You know, we uh, we visit my my uh, some family that I have that live in Arizona, my brother, my big brother and sister that live in Arizona. And, you know, they don't get a lot of weather like like we get here. It's right. very dry it's there. Hot. Right. Hot. Um, but they can put stuff out and have it out all the time. All the time. There's no winter and summer. I mean, they get some rain, I guess, but. Not very much. Yeah. Sandstorms. I seem like it would be very cool to be able to have outdoor furniture outside all the time and not have to worry about it getting moldy and wet and, yeah. you know, gross from wintertime. But that's, that's seriously here. Yeah. I do like the, I do like some decorative pillows and throws outside. I like <laughs> if I always, I always wonder this, you know, people that are listening to the show that aren't in the Pacific Northwest, if you, I would like to know. Like what sort of weather, like when we say, when we talk about our weather here in our outdoor living areas, like we said, we, we only get four months out of the year. Of non-rainy, yeah, non-rainy non wet weather. Yeah. Totally. I'd be curious. It seems that way. You should email us. Yeah. Weekendwarriors at par.com. That's P-A-R-R.com. I'd love to hear it. Yeah, anyway. absolutely. What What is the weather that you deal with frequently that drives you crazy? Yeah. And here in the Pacific Northwest, Do any of these rainy. upgrades that we're talking about even pertain? Right. You know? Yeah, that's great. That's some, great of these, some people might hear these and go, those are stupid. <laughs> I would never do that here. Anyway, yeah. let us know. Yeah, let us know. Uh, all right, next one on the list is create a new pathway with pavers leading up to your front door. Oh, it's yeah. It's a, a fairly inexpensive upgrade that you can do... I've seen so many houses where they have like a little walkway made out of concrete, like a sidewalk. Sure. That's so old, it's cracked, crumbling, and it just, or it's, you know, looking terrible because there's roots lifting it up. Jackhammer that thing out of there and put in a nice paver patio pathway or flagstone, whatever. There's yeah. so many different options there. And it's not a terribly difficult project. I'll tell you what, I did something exactly like this in the home that I'm, I'm at now. Uh, we have a sidewalk that runs the entire perimeter of our property. And so if you're approaching the property, if you're driving the driveway, then there is a concrete pathway that, that goes to the front door. But if you park on the side or on either of the other sides of the house, then there's grass between the road and the house. And the only way to the front door, of course, is that is the driveway. Yeah. So if you park on one side of the house, you got to walk all the way around. Well, people didn't want to do that. Because that was obvious to us by the path worn through the grass to the front patio. Right. And uh, after 
realizing that the path was not going away. It was not temporary. It was permanent. They were going to continue to use it. We finally just dug it out and put stepping stones in there. Nice. And now the path used just as much as it was before, but you can't tell it because there's, because there's, you know, blocks there. Yeah. That's a, it's a stepping cool, stones. It's a cool will. project to do. Yeah. Uh, next one on the list is to replace your doormat or get a garden flag. Do you have a garden flag, Tony? I do not. I have a flag pole. I have like a 30-foot flagpole. You do? On my property, yes. Was it there or did you put it up? No, we put, we put it up. It belonged to my father-in-law. And uh, he he had had his house was bought by the state and they tore it down. And he didn't want to lose the flagpole. So we put it up at our house. But it's never actually had a flag on it. We put the flagpole up, but we never installed the rope and pulley. Oh, and so we've never actually had a flag on it. Someday, I'm going to get some, a rope and pulley installed on the thing and put a flag on there. You should. It's cool, <laughs> but I just haven't ever used it. Um, all right. Next one on the list is to install new flooring. This one is probably... I'm going to move this. This is actually not a less expensive upgrade. I feel like it's a somewhat pricey upgrade. Plus, it's not for the exterior. No. We don't put a lot of flooring on the outside. No, we'll get back to that one. We could have changed the flooring word and called it decking. <laughs> decking. Little, yeah. Yeah, actually building a deck, adding a, a new deck. If you've got one on the front of your house, you know, we talk about curb appeal, but a lot. And if you've got an old, saggy deck and the wood is rotting and it's just not safe or it looks just really bad, yeah. replacing that is huge. Also, if you have a, home value. if you have a back patio that's made out of concrete that's also in disrepair cracks or whatever and you're just tired of having the concrete i'll tell you what covering up a back patio with a deck is a very common facelift for the house and this is the thing is like a lot of houses you step out of the back door and you step down onto the patio so if you've got you know 10 12 inches if you've got a couple steps down there's tons of room to build a deck get rid of that gross patio yeah and build a deck. Absolutely. Um, all right. Next one on the list is to replace your outdoor accessories, like uh, lighting, and you know, like your all your old light fixtures on the front of the house. Replace them with new ones. I did that a few years ago, and it made a huge difference on the front of my house. Oh, I tell you what, those two lights that you put that flank your garage door, absolutely love those lights. Yeah. Big, really. Um, their statement, they're like statement. What it's like a sconce, right? Is it a yeah, sconce? Yeah, it's if a, it's I outside? would call it a sconce. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like, they're like statement lights. You know, you got these big things that are on the side. You put a, a really nice sort of light block behind yeah, big it. Cedar block. Yeah. Big cedar block. And they look really, really good. Well, I tell you one thing too, is when I moved in, there was only one, right? There was only one, one you on had one to, side. You had to wire the other side to make the match. Right. Yeah. Which I love that you did that. It turned out really good. It was a non-option for me. I, I was like, we got to have two. <laughs> and then the light block on the left side, I made extra long, and I put some nice modern numbers on there. Yeah, house numbers on so, there. Very easy to see. Replacing your house see. numbers. Yep, in, in really good lighted, well lit, well lit yeah. and easy to see. And it's not an expensive project mm-hmm. if you want to add or replace the numbers on your house. You know, Tony and I have talked about the numbers on your house. We talk about emergency preparedness month, which is in September. But if you if you have a hard time, if you order pizza and the pizza guy or the pizza gal can't find your house because your numbers are either not lit 
or not visible from the street. Too small. Too small. In the wrong spot. That's a problem. Because if you are in an emergency and you call 911 and you give them your address, they're going to be driving up and down the street looking for your house. You know, you get, that's like an important thing to me is to make your numbers visible yep. on the street. Yep, absolutely. So, but it also adds to your curb appeal, to your facelift. Yes, it does. Update your outdoor furniture. Cushions and pillows wet. This is a duplicate one. We did well, this one already. Well, the, the, the other one was supposed to be interior. But in they, case <laughs> you didn't uh, already upgrade your pillows and your patio furniture, we're going to remind you again. It's a great way to give your face, your home a facelift. Yes. Pillows. <laughs> so many pillows. Uh, okay. How about repainting, uh, repainting your entry door? Yes. That That's is an easy one. That is a great, great, great tip. I'll tell you what. Corey and I look at this report called the cost versus value report, and we look at it every single year. And this cost versus value report is exactly that. It tells you if you choose to do this upgrade on your home, it will cost you this much. And the value that you will be able to add to your home because you did that project is this much. And what some people don't realize is that often, almost always, you'll spend a little bit more on the project than it will actually raise the value of your home. For example, is if you were to build a deck and the deck cost you ten thousand, it probably raised the price value of your home eight or yeah, something along yeah, those lines, or, or even less. Yeah, yeah or even depending less. on what it is. But the leading one of one of the leading things that anyone can do on their home ever is replace a f- entry door, right? Because the look of the entry door carries so much value. The the curb appeal of your home starts, in my opinion, a lot of times with the front door, the yeah. entry door. And even if you're not replacing it, even if you're just putting a fresh coat of paint on it, it's a really good way to give your home a facelift. Yeah. In- re- inexpensive. Replacing it can be spendy. That that technically could be down in the pricey section of our right, list here. Right. But if you're just repainting it, you know, you can get a couple quarts of paint or even a gallon of paint and, you know, you can do it for less than a hundred bucks. Take the door off, take the hinges off, sand it, prep it, fill the cracks and holes and all that stuff. If it's an old wood door and just paint it, paint it, but replacing it. I actually did that on my house recently. I had this double 1970s double door with no windows, no lights, no anything. And the inside of my house right there, it was like a cave. You know, it was, it was so dark. So I got a new door. I got a five light mahogany door, stained, beautiful. I put a couple side lights in it. And that has completely changed the front look of my house. I absolutely, I what do you think? I'd absolutely love it. It looks really, yeah. really good. But that was a pretty expensive upgrade. Yeah. Um, also notable that your home, before you painted it, had shutters on the windows. It did, and we kept them. Yeah, we kept them. We just painted them, cleaned them up, and painted them. They were, they were um, before, they were a contrasting color. Are they, They're still a contrasting color. Yes, they used to be. My house was, it was white. White, white, stark white with black shutters. Um, we didn't hate the look, but it needed a new coat. So that's why we chose that. that um, and did you go with black again on the shutters? No, it's like a bluish 
charcoal. Yeah, so it was a great opportunity to, you know, to change the look, but yeah. you definitely didn't want to go away from the shutters. Um, some people are shutter people, and other people are like, oh, shutters, I don't know, I don't <laughs> love them. You know, but I think they look really good on your style of home. They're yeah, not for everybody. It really depends on the style of home. Yeah. If you've got a modern house, you probably wouldn't want shutters. It would probably look weird. Yes. You have a very little house on the prairie sort of house. You think? I do. Uh, no, I shouldn't say that. You have a very big house on the prairie sort of house. <laughs> it's more of a mid. It's our house. Kind of a prairie house. I would consider my house mid-century, but not, not modern. It's more like, I would just say mid-century. Yeah. 1970s tracked home. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I like it. It's nice. Uh, here's one here on this last one. One of the last couple on this list is to install window boxes with flower pots. Oh, yeah? If your house, you know, not every house can take a flower pot. But they go really good window with window box. They go really good with shutters. They do. I do. Yeah, I think. they do. So if your house could do with some window boxes with flowers... I would go for it. Um, but if not, you can always get some big flower pots with some flowers and put it on your front porch. Yep, that's a great idea. Absolutely great idea. And the last one that is under less expensive exterior upgrades probably is a more expensive exterior upgrade. Well, it depends on your definition of expensive. And it is replacing your garage door. Now let's talk about how much money you... It's so funny. I think everything on this list... You've done. Uh, almost, yeah. Uh, you did replace your garage door, but you replaced an old, beaten down yeah. wood garage door. Rotting at the bottom. Oh, it was in terrible, terrible condition. Mm -hmm. And it was loud when you opened it, and yep. it was just janky. But you replaced it with uh, with a very nice garage door with windows still in it. Right? Um, yeah. I got a, it's a fiberglass door. And yeah, the old one did not have windows. So again, my garage, when you close the garage door, turn the lights off, it was dark, super dark in there. So I wanted something with windows. We got the fiberglass insulated with the windows in a new thing, uh, opener. And the whole thing was like 1500 bucks. So oh, expensive, well. inexpensive. I, I mean, I wouldn't call that upgrade terribly expensive. I'd say it's inexpensive considering what you did. Yes, it's but less it's expensive. much more expensive than building planter boxes on your windows. Totally, 100%. Win window boxes. Well, I didn't say right? you know I didn't say it was. Uh, you said inexpensive. No, <laughs> it's less expensive. <laughs> less expensive than than you know paying more. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it is a great it is a great upgrade, and it's a really again back to curb appeal. Um, the the garage door is a great way to improve your curb appeal. Right. All right, now let's go over some interior upgrades that are less expensive. Replacing all of the doorknobs, door pulls, your handles on all of your doors and all of your cabinets. That's a somewhat inexpensive thing to do mm -hmm. if you go about it the right way. Right. Uh, replacing a handle set is 25, 30 bucks, you know, for a passage door handle set you think yeah yeah i mean it depends on the the handle that you choose of course but sure it certainly can be as inexpensive as that 20 yeah. or 25 bucks in the average home i would say 10 doors you yeah 10, 250 bucks yeah 250 300 bucks you've replaced all the hardware on all of your doors right um and then of course your kitchen you can buy very inexpensive 
door pulls to bring a modern and just it really changes the look. Right. That's the thing. You're just giving it a, a facelift. Yeah, we, we definitely have gone through the cabinets and replaced all of the hardware with new, you know, with a new finish, with a new um, shape, with a, just a whole new look. Yeah. And uh, it, it can really change the look of a kitchen. The tough part sometimes comes when you have a specific handle that you don't like, right? Say it's it's two and three quarters or three inches wide and it's it's got two screws. Mm-hmm. Well... Say you want a single pull. Mm-hmm. Well, now you've got holes to deal with. Yep. You're going to have to fill those, sand yep. them, and then repaint. Yeah. Great opportunity to put a little different color on your cabinet doors. Exactly. It's not the end of the world. And honestly, repainting, putting a fresh coat of paint on your cabinets is a pretty inexpensive upgrade. And I'm gonna it's give a lot of work, though. I will say well, that. I'm going to give you a tip right now. Um, I have, as a matter of fact, Corey is a testament to this. I... I went and dropped off and picked up cabinet doors from your kitchen. That's right. At a pre-finisher where they set them up in a spray booth and they sprayed them professionally and they came back looking absolutely immaculate. Did it break the bank? It really did not. I mean, it wasn't nearly as expensive. When you told me what it cost, it was not nearly as expensive as I imagined it was going to be. Yeah, I had, I'm trying to think of, it was every door, drawer, Everything, door drawer fronts, fronts yeah. door and drawer front in my entire kitchen. And mm-hmm. then, honestly, when you add them all up, it was a lot of them. There was probably 30, sure. you know, with all of the drawers sure. and all of the doors. And I think it cost me like 400 bucks. Yeah, it was it was definitely affordable. Yeah. The, but keep in mind, those were brand new. So they they did not need sand strip. They didn't right. need sanded. Right. So if you were to do that, you would you wouldn't be able to. Well, some places probably would prep them for you. But for the most part, if you spend the time and prep them yourself, you're going to save a lot of money yeah. by just taking it in and having them spray them. Right. Yeah. Make them and then you pick them up. Yeah. The work that you have to do, taking the old paint off and preparing them to be painted is um, all covered up by the perfect, beautiful paint job that you get done right. professionally. If you roll or brush or I mean, it's 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 possible that you could spray them at home and and get a good finish. It's not going to probably be, you know, in a in a factory a finish, clean room, you know, spray booth, right? That they have set up in a warehouse somewhere. But um, but rolling and brushing, it's not the solution if you're repainting your cabinet doors. Yeah, in your I mean, kitchen. if you're repainting the cabinets, honestly, rolling and brushing is fine. The, if you're the cab, the frames, yeah, the frames, because most of what you see is the doors, the door and drawer fronts, right? Especially if you have the type of door and drawer fronts that cover up the frames, right? Some cabinets have inset doors, so you see all of the face frame, but for the most part, man, so inexpensive, yeah, very inexpensive for the quality that you get. That's a great tip. All right, here's another one: is to go around and hang new artwork, get some new family photos printed. Buy some frames. That's a fairly inexpensive thing to do. I know sometimes you go and you buy frames, but man, we went over to what Michael's or something or Hobby Lobby and they had the sale, you know, it's like buy one, get one free. Yeah. And we bought, I don't know, eight, 10 frames, you know, with those multi little openings in them for tons of different pictures. Yeah. We went up to the photo mat there, had a bunch of new ones printed, filled them all up. It looks really cool. Here's a tip. There's a couple of places you don't want to go 
to get new wall art. Um, one is the Louvre, um, <laughs> which is, I, I think, in Italy. Um, and the other one is the Met, which is in New York. Those are not good places to buy art. Get very expensive there. <laughs> um, you can get some really nice well, pieces. I'm not sure they sell art there. Oh, no, they, you can't just swing in there and pick up a Mona Lisa? or You might just be stealing it. <laughs> this is what you're getting at. <laughs> Uh, I tell you what, I there is there's nothing better than um, than having memories, pictures, and memories and things um, on the wall, and it needs to be updated. Yeah, I grew up with a friend, and we would go to each other's houses all the time. And when I would go over to my friend's house and walk through, um, you know, I would see the pictures on the wall and where they are and all that. And then over the years, all the way through high school. No change. I mean, they were dusted, but there was no the pictures yeah. didn't move. Just same pictures in the walls. The, the same s- baby pictures. The same things. Yeah, <laughs> you got to freshen those up once. The in a while. same. Uh, the same six dogs playing poker. You know, like the yeah. velvet. The velvet uh, <laughs> art. Yeah. You know, I tell you what. We just bought a small piece of art. We were at this uh, art studio in Cannon Beach. Oh yeah. So as you can imagine, it was probably it was spendy. Sure. Right? So we're walking through, and I, I mean, there was this piece of art that this local guy painted. Was it a painting of like a haystack rock or no, something like that? Was no. it a beach painting? It's very beachy, but it's I would call it almost California beachy. Okay. But it's it's like this whole thing with these bicycles. It's like this girl on this bicycle. It's very whimsical. There's another guy in it. Anyway, it's a really cool painting, and I absolutely loved it. And we could get a um. What do they call that? Gicle when they, you know, you get a print. Oh, and right. And they of paint course. over the top of it. Oh, sure, sure. Kind of make it unique and then they sign it and number it. And it was like three grand. Whoa. And I was like, oh man, I can't spend three grand on this painting. Uh, but I loved it. So they, but they had prints just like regular old prints. Yeah. That were like 60 bucks. There you go. So I bought one of those. But we took you, it over to the frame shop. you spent $2,500 for a frame. Well, no. It was a few hundred. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, but we have almost, I mean, it looks very similar to what we would have paid three grand for. Sure. You know, for a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's so, good. It's nice to have some fresh art up on the walls. Yeah. It's worth it. I if agree. If you like it. Um, all right. Upgrade your kitchen and bathroom by replacing the hardware. We talked about that, but also the faucets. You know, if you've got old, beat down faucets where the finish is wearing off, it is honestly not that expensive to buy a new faucet. If your toilet is old and beaten down, a new toilet is not that expensive. I mean, you could get a very nice toilet for a couple hundred bucks. Here's a tip. If you're going to replace the faucets and the faucets don't come... With replacement hoses. That, oh, in the kitchen? In the in any sink. Oh, oh, oh. I gotcha. If you're going to replace the faucet. The supply lines. Yeah, this, if you, it doesn't come with supply lines. A lot of times they don't, uh, especially if you get it you know, on clearance somewhere. Make sure you replace the supply lines. Um, supply totally. lines don't, do not have a lifetime. Uh, they do not laugh, last for a lifetime. They, they wear down. They break down. And the last thing you want is a, a broken supply line with never ending water dumping into the house. That's a good tip. Yeah. Those are, uh, those are supposed to be replaced like every five years. Um, maybe, maybe that's just the washing machine, but they have pressure on them all the time. Right. So they can, 
uh, they can give out. And you well, you know, we talked about water pressure. I think our last one of our last couple of shows. If you have high water pressure in your home, and there's ways to test that when you buy your home, typically the inspector would tell you what your water psi is. Uh, but there's a recommendation, and if it's over that recommendation, it's too high. Right. And all it's doing is putting stress on all of your appliances that that use water and all of your fixtures that have water supply lines. Like you said, it's constant pressure. Right. And one day, it's just going to get old, cracked, and then burst. Yeah. So, yeah, replacing those. In the, the other one that is actually recommended to replace after X amount of time, probably, you know, if they're like those old, the knobs, the... Um, what am I? What am I thinking of? The cutoff knobs, water shutoffs. Yep, valves. Thank you, valves. <laughs> I could not think of that word. The shutoff valves. Yeah. Um, the newer versions are like a half turn or yes. a quarter turn. Yes. You know, on off. Mm-hmm. Where the old ones, you know, you'd have to. Yep, all the way. Yeah. Well, those are susceptible to leaking, especially if they haven't been turned off in. 20 years. Right. And you've just had the same supply line. You have the same sink and you go to take the old, you turn them off and then you take the old ones off. Sometimes they don't fully shut off and then they break. Mm -hmm. So it's recommended to replace those as well. And if you don't feel comfortable doing that, having a plumber come over to do that would not be outrageous. Right. Agreed. Absolutely not. I actually, my neighbor, he had in two different bathrooms, the shutoff valves in two of his different his bathrooms, one burst, and then the other one, like two weeks later, developed a leak. It was leaking. Yeah, yeah. Water problems. <clears throat> they just spell trouble. They get you wet. T r o u b l e trouble. Good for you. <laughs> nice job on that. <laughs> Apply a fresh coat of paint to the walls inside your home, maybe even a specific accent wall to brighten up a room. I'll tell you what, I know that accent walls is sort of a, a trend that has come and gone periodically in the past. Yeah. And But here's the thing, if it's done tastefully, um, it still looks really good. I was looking at a master bathroom remodel that was completed recently. And the walls in the bathroom were all white. But in a corner, they had a tub that was uh, a corner tub. And just the two walls in the corner that were only about six foot long, those two walls were um, a sort of dark, dark gray, like a charcoal gray color. And the tub sitting in front of them, it looked really, really good. Yeah. I mean, you can still see that. It looks good. just needs to be done right. That's not aquamarine or mustard yellow. You never know. You know, maybe just... um, Well, the other thing, too, when you talk about accent walls, it doesn't necessarily have to be paint. You know, you could put up wainscoting. Sure. Wainscoting. Yes, wainscoting. One of the the coolest things that I've seen lately is in, like, dining rooms or different areas where they'll do um, half wall. Yeah. You know, it's not that low wainscoting that only comes up 38 inches or something. It yeah. comes up six feet. Yes. Um, and that is, honestly, that is not a terribly expensive project if you do it right. I'll tell you what, it's a good look. It I, looks fantastic. I really like it a lot. We actually were in a project not too long ago where they were taking that out. 
the, the person is doing a facelift on their home and they had this six foot tall wainscot in one corner of a room. And I was like, man, that looks really good. And the homeowner was like, yeah, I'm taking that out. Hmm. Interesting. She didn't feel like it belonged there. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's true. Yeah. And, but I was just <laughs> like, I, I, I looked at it and I thought, Meh. but it just goes to show everything's not for everybody, but um, as right. long as it's done tastefully and it makes you happy, then you should do it. Tony and I have been to houses before that were show homes. And I remember specifically this one house and I will not name names or anything, but it was the design inside the house was scatterbrained. Do you remember this house? Oh yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. You walked into the kitchen and it was very industrial. Yeah. It had open Open shelving. shelving with, you know, wrought iron, everything and, black fixtures and i think even the countertop was black it just looked very industrial yeah and then you walked into the rest of the house and it was like these you know oak floors and then it had like a painted cra- brick fireplace yeah it had like craftsman style trim over here and then then like really fancy type trim over there it yeah. just nothing meshed well together it's like every style threw up inside that house yeah yeah Absolutely. And it, it was, was a very, it was it like was, from the street, it was a very mid-century modern type house. So, I mean, I guess, I don't know. It was confusing. I remember we would walk through it and I was confused, you yeah. know, by what I was seeing. I, I just, uh, I mean, who was I to say? Oh, this, yeah, was like a, this was like a $1.5 million house that was for sale. And yet I felt like it was, but weren't choices that I would make. Me neither. But again. It's up to you. Yeah, it's up to you. <laughs> it is up to you. Uh, all right. Bringing in some interior plants, you know, like some uh, potted plants. Always a, a win. inexpensive yes. thing to do. Big win. Big win. You know. Big Monstera. Yeah, absolutely. We've talked about this before. Um, plants. Plants uh, breathe, right? What you, They inhale what you exhale. They, they survive off of your... Um, you know, what your the what you breathe out, what you breathe out, they breathe in. It's a win. It's a there. It's a win-win. They 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 create what you need and you create what they need, and it's a it's a lovely symbiotic relationship. Yep. It's lovely. There you go. All right, we've got a list of some free things. Here's some free things that you can do around your house to give your house a facelift. Number one, clean up your yard. Get rid of all the debris, the dead plants, the weeds. Trim back the overgrown bushes. That is literally something that is free that you can do to your house to give it a facelift. Yeah. I I feel like you're preaching at me. Are you preaching at me right now? No. Okay. No. Probably at some of my neighbors. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The work, the work, the manual labor that needs to be done around the home home does not cost you money. No. It costs you time Time and and effort. effort. Oh my gosh, we are inside of each other's brains today. Power wash the exterior to remove dirt and grime. I need to do that. I guess that that would be that would be free if you own a pressure washer, sure, or if you could borrow one. Yep, I own one, so for me that's a freebie. Yeah, there's a little bit of water usage there too, but worth it. And if you've got the pressure washer out, you need to uh, pressure wash the the driveway and the walkways also. Yes. Um rake rake your yard you know even in the the during the other months of the year where you don't have leaves you'll get you know like in my backyard i have pine needles and pine cones 
And honestly, raking the grass regularly aerates it a little bit, gets rid of some of that moss that's in there. It just makes it healthier and makes it look a lot nicer. Well, are you are you raking it with a stiff tined rake, or yeah. that's what you're using? Yeah. You're not yeah. talking about one of those like you know one of those Garden plastic rakes. fan. Yeah, those rakes. work yeah. too. Honestly, they do work. they. Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay. So it just, but it makes your yard just look nicer. Okay. And your beds, your garden beds. Like if you've got uh, bark mulch, you know, cleaning off that top surface every couple of weeks to give it that nice clean look again. Yeah, sure. That yeah, helps like a, lot that. With, a lot as well. Okay. All right. Next one on the list is to rearrange your furniture. The ones, the furniture that you put all those pillows and throws on. That's right. You got it already out there. Just rearrange it. Give it a new look. Give it a facelift. That's free. That, that is, is free. Totally that free. It does not cost you anything at all. Uh, use existing materials around your yard. Maybe make some garden borders, some pathways. You know, a lot of people have different things around their house that they're not using or they're stuck back or they're changed over the years. And nothing stops you from just moving it. Right. Just changing it. Right. And that's a that's a good way to use those materials. Um What's the next one, Tony? Use existing materials. That's that's what you just said. That's what I just said. So that's the next one or that's the last Sorry. one? <laughs> that was the last uh, one. Move, move interior plants outside to create a cozy atmosphere on your porch or patio. That's, uh, I mean, if you have plants inside that want to be outside, that's a good idea. I know there are some plants that are inside that uh, that don't like to be outside. They tell me. Well, yeah. They say, no, I don't want to go out there. I want to stay in here. <laughs> they start screaming. Yeah. It's like, it's so funny because, you know, my dad, I, I, uh, we used to have a dog when I was a kid and I, I didn't want the dog to go outside. You know, I'd be like, I don't the dog doesn't want to be outside. He doesn't like it outside. He goes out there to go potty and then he comes back. And then my dad would say, the dog was meant to be outside. <laughs> Dogs were born outside. Dogs live outside. They don't need to be in, in the plants probably should spend some time outside. Sometime. Yeah. Well, it depends on the month, too. you got to be careful. Yeah. Don't put them out when it's freezing. <laughs> Kill them. Yeah. Uh, repurpose old items. Create Maybe make some projects out of pallets, buckets, or containers. You know, you can create outdoor planners. You know, there's there's so many cool projects that you can do oh, yeah. to make, you know, a garden box. Yeah, I've seen pallets. This is a very common. I've seen pallets reused in, in a hundred ways. But uh, oftentimes I've seen pallets reused... And um, like spices, like small uh, plants that are susceptible in larger places. Oh, yeah. You know, you can line spices up there in, in a pallet. You just have to enclose the underneath side, fill it, of course, with dirt, and then you've got to water it regularly. But pallets are very um, universal. You go they to can Pinterest be used right many now. Things. You go to Pinterest right now and just search pallet. 100 things you oh, can do with a pallet. 100 million things. <laughs> Pallets are, uh, pallets are cool. You know, you think people believe that you can just go somewhere and get free pallets. And, and in some cases it's true, but don't expect that wherever you go to get a pallet, that it's automatically going to be free. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are places that give them away and there, there are others that do not. Right. There are places that give them away and other places that don't. And we shouldn't make the places that don't give pallets away feel bad about not giving them away. Well, here's the thing. Pal- Pallet is a tool. For instance, Par Lumber Company, we deliver concrete on pallets. Well, we have, those pallets are specially designed for concrete. They're extra heavy duty. 
the wood in them, everything about them, they're manufactured to stand the test of time. Right. To be reused over and over and over. So we actually charge a $15 or $20 pallet deposit. 25 now. 25 because mm-hmm. we want that back. Right. And if you take it and give it away or throw it away, well, you don't get your $25 back. Right. So, you know, just seeing one in somebody's yard doesn't automatically assume that it was free. That it was free. You got to be but, careful there. But sometimes they are. It depends on where you go and what they do. I've been to places that have stacks and stacks and stacks of pallets and they just want them gone. Yeah, absolutely. It's just not the case with everybody. So, all right, here's a good tip that is free. If you've got some cool plants in your yard that you can spare and your neighbor down the street has some cool plants in their yard that they can spare. Are you suggesting swap. a swap? A plant swap. Wow. It's totally free. And honestly, it's a good way to change up your... The old neighborhood swap maneuver. Yeah, absolutely. I like it. Have you got some plants that I could have? Uh, I might, honestly. (laughs) You know, we have these bulbs that we planted eons ago. And every single year, they... Shabam! Bam, 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 bam! Oh, yeah. Just explode. Oh, yeah. So we tear them out. They're these... I forget what they're called. These little, little... daylilies or something yeah and they look really cool for a period of time and these little blue flowers on them and then they die off they die back and then we just mow over them right they're in our thing i just kill i hit them with the weed whacker (laughs) but then the next season they They come come back back, yeah and there's they're twice as many yeah so if you want some of those yeah well i'll tell you what i like i like bulbs you know flowers that come back automatically every year i like that because it has a tendency to happen before you're expecting it yeah and it kind of welcomes sign of spring yeah kind of welcomes spring for me which i really like that and so we've got those all over our front yard sort of surrounding our front yard we've got these uh dahlias that we planted Mm -hmm. and they're crazy they get they get out of control they are they get so tall that the stalk of the flower, the plant itself, cannot hold itself up. Wow. And then they tip over. And then when it rains, they just, they look terrible. So we actually have these special things that you buy for dahlias. That hold them up? That hold the plants up. That's kind of funny. (laughs) That is funny. Anyway, uh, last one on the list for free. Just declutter. Yep. If you've got things sitting around the front of your house that you can find another home for, Put it somewhere else. Put it away. Like a 19, Put it in the shed. Ninety-two Ford Mustang engine, lawnmowers. Yeah, you no know, anything. Buckets, yeah. all the things. Declutter. Declutter, and it's free. All right, let's talk about some pricey upgrades, Tony. These things are spendy. Mm-hmm. Replacing the siding on your house—that's going to be a significant project. You're going to spend twenty to thirty thousand, probably dollars. Probably dollars. Probably dollars. Those are the worst kind of dollars to spend. Yeah. It's it's expensive. I mean, you're... But for someone that needs new siding, you know, and it's a necessity. Right. Or it's just really terrible looking, you know, that's a that's a good investment. Yeah. It is... Uh, it's very common for homes that were built, you know, in, um, in the 60s and 70s that... Uh, siding that's on those homes is failing and needing to be replaced. Yeah, especially if it hasn't been kept up. Right, absolutely. A good coat of paint every 10 to 15 years. You know, I had a house when I was, when I just got out of high school, I bought a house in Flint, Michigan. 
for twelve grand. Mm-hmm. I think I've told this story before. <laughs> yeah, but when I bought that house, it I think it had it, the house was built in the forties, and I think it had the original coat of paint on the siding. <laughs> it was all peeling off, and it looked so bad. Wow! But a new coat of paint on that house made it look very nice. Yeah, uh, you know, Hardy, you you put uh, redwood. You put redwood on your beveled redwood siding on your house. Well, or did you end up using cedar? I ended up redwood, using cedar. Yeah. yeah, redwood's what was there. Correct. You replaced it with cedar. It looked exactly the same. Yeah. Well, I added on. I replaced and added on, so I I needed to kind of match up. Right. What was already there. Um, and that's great. Uh, especially if that's what you have. But if you're replacing all of it, if you're replacing like T111 or something like that. Hardy is a great way to go. Hardy is what I've got on my house. It's very durable. It's a uh, price competitive and everybody knows how to install it. So it's a good product. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, we talked about this one before, but installing new windows, new doors, that's a, that is a top notch project that will completely change the look of your house. But again, it can be spendy. Yep. Absolutely. You know, a new grand entry door, could be upwards of, you know, $10,000, mm-hmm. including installation. Yeah. So it's something to consider. New window packs. When I, <laughs> if you've got the salesman that comes to your door, and I'm not trying to knock anybody. Right. But if, if. But so we're going to somebody, keep it, we're going to keep it real here. Yeah. If somebody comes to your door knocking, trying to sell you windows, get a bid from them. Sure. Absolutely get a bid from them. But be cautious and be a good consumer. Call references and then call and get other prices. Right. Because, and especially if they're the high sale pressure sales to get high you to sign that. Yeah, you got to do it now or it's going to be more yeah, expensive. The price is going to go double tomorrow. It's yeah. like, no, it's not. Right. So call around. I, I always tell people don't ever sign those contracts on the spot. If you get several bids and you're comparing apples to apples and that company has good references and they're just marketing that way. No problem. Absolutely go with them. Sure. But there's a lot of seedy people out there. Yeah. You know, especially if they're saying sign now. Right. So. Yeah. You can spend a bunch of money that you didn't need to or want to spend and, and you could have done it for a lot less expensive. So just be wary. hundred percent. All right. Next one on the list is to replace your roof. Sometimes you don't need absolutely a new roof, but it looks terrible. You know, if you've got an old color, I've seen some really weird colored roofs in my past. Um, but consider replace, you know, putting something new like maybe metal or cedar, cedar shake yeah. or presidential roofing. It looks fantastic and uh, completely changed the look of your house. How about how about this one, Tony? You did this on your house. Mm hmm. Adding a porch or a deck to expand your outdoor living. Yes. I added a porch cover. I had a porch back there. It was concrete that came, that was poured when the house was built. So you had a patio. I had a patio. That's right. Uh, But the patio was, as we've already discussed in this show, oftentimes unusable during the wettest months of the year. And uh, since that's more months than I want it to be, I went ahead and and put a patio cover. And now I have a 12 by 20 
um, patio cover. Fantastic. And it uh, makes that space so much more user friendly. I love it. 100%. All right, here's one is to install a swimming pool or a hot tub. Hey, I did install a hot tub. You also installed a hot tub. I know. I love it. It's not really a facelift as much as it is. It's a comfort level. A comfort level, yeah. Yeah. It's a comfort level. All right, the next nice. one on the list is to install a new driveway. If your driveway is cracked, crumbling, falling apart, you can have a new one poured. They come out, they take the old one away, and they pour the new one. That's right. Or you can do something like really high end and put in pavers or natural stone. Cobblestone? Oh, yeah. I mean, that cobblestone driveway would be pretty awesome. Amazing. That would be awesome. Or you do like they do over in... Uh, Europe, where they use that really fine gravel. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Seen that before? Uh Uh-uh. I think it looks cool. Uh, Okay, next one on the list is to hire a landscape architect. Completely, just go for it. Completely change your entire outdoor space. Yeah. You know, pay, pay somebody, just come in and knock it all out. Yeah, or that's a great plan, but... Also, trust in your own creativity. Um, You know, Corey, you designed your own uh, landscaping in your backyard. You tore out everything that was there, started from scratch. Yeah, from zero. And you built what I felt like would never have come from my mind. I mean, you know, with the with the pavers and and the grass and the flower bed and the big trees and all the things that you did, um, all the way down to the style of fence that you built. None of that would have come from my mind. I feel like don't discount your own creative juices. Give it a shot. If yeah. you can't come up with it, then you can hire somebody. But they'll probably love to take cues from you on what you'd like to see. Yeah, yeah. Well, and honestly, hiring a landscape architect doesn't necessarily mean you have to hire everything out, too. Right. I mean, if you're a, a go-getter, if weekend you're a doer, doer, yeah. doer, yeah, go for it. I mean, me and my friends, you... We did my backyard ourselves. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we did. I paid a few people to do a few things in my backyard, but for the most part, it was friend labor. I remember the day and the ditch witch. Oh, yeah. That was fun. That was fun. <laughs> and the auger. We had the ditch yeah, the witch auger. and the auger. Was that a, the same machine? We, no. We had rented, we rented several machines. Yeah. The one machine was a walk behind, like, little bucket. It was it had a little diesel motor in it, yeah, and then it had detachments on it that you could put uh, an auger on, right? Because in my backyard, particularly, there was I don't know thirty freaking fence posts. Oh, I had to so dig. many, yeah, and a lot of them were in areas where tree roots could have been a problem. So I wanted some help with that. Yeah, just hand digging fence post holes over and over and over and over just didn't seem very fun to me. <laughs> so yeah, that was a fun. That project. was a good investment, honestly, yeah. for that rental. Oh, I agree. Uh, next one on the list is to install a custom outdoor kitchen. If you're uh, if you've got outdoor living area, put in a kitchen. It's kind yeah. of expensive though. Yeah, it's not I a mean, cheap that's, project. That's a little bit outside of of my need, I think. But um, but it's those are definitely cool. Definitely uh, something that you would see in Arizona, California, a lot. Oh yeah, uh, lots of outdoor yeah. kitchens in you know in those areas. Well, you can spend what. 11 months out of the year there outside. Yeah. Versus here, it's only five. Yeah. If you have heaters. So it makes it, <laughs> makes it a little bit more in demand in those other areas, but yeah. it's still a very cool thing to have. And while you're at it in your outdoor living area, add some home audio. Maybe some 
some TVs or some yeah. lighting out yes. there. Yes. Absolutely. All right, next one on the list is to install a new carport. A garage or a carport. Build a new garage or a carport, an out, you know, like a separate. And you're doing that. You're I'm putting doing, in a carport. I'm putting in a carport. Yep, that's that's happening in my life right now. And um, I'm very excited to get that accomplished. I have a travel trailer that uh, we use to camp, of course. And those are expensive and they're susceptible. You know, if you leave them sitting out in the weather... Oh, yeah. Year after year after year, they will decline so much faster. And so um, being able to park it undercover so that the, the sun can't damage it and then the rain, you know, can't damage it. It's it's okay in short bursts, but if you just leave it out there, it'll just degrade. The sun will just destroy it. Well, I'll tell you what, renting covered space, depending on where you live, of course. But, I mean, for me to rent a covered space for, for my RV is three to three hundred fifty dollars a month wow yikes so to buy a carport for a few thousand dollars would pay for itself very quickly very quickly yep absolutely if you've got the space to do it it's a it's a great investment all right the last one on our list for very pricey upgrades (laughs) that uh, was on the wrong list earlier but and i said it was to install new flooring Mm -hmm. carpet tile uh, lvp hardwood if what you've got in your house is old dated replacing everything with new flooring will completely give your home a facelift absolutely we've both done it and and it can go one of two ways here's a tip i'm going to give you a tip having learned myself if you decide to put down a pre-finished tongue and groove flooring Mm -hmm. right as opposed to a sand in place tongue and groove floor Put down a pre-finished tongue and groove floor. Please keep in mind the the pre-finishing on the top of that flooring is is great, and water won't soak into it, and it will be beautiful, and maybe it's scratch resistant. All of that is great, but that that finish on the top does not go down and around the tongue and all the way down through the groove. And if you have a spill, and that spill soaks in between two pieces of pre-finished flooring it will swell because that finish is not all the way around that whole uh, product it's not a monolithic surface it's really not so an an lvt or an lvp a laminated vinyl tile or laminated vinyl plank those products are truly truly waterproof products and they are not more expensive yeah it's a good product yeah we did lvp at the beach house and we absolutely love it. it. It is so durable and it looks good. I mean, when you walk in there, you would almost feel that it's real hardwood. Absolutely. I agree you can't, with that You completely. can't really tell. Yeah. Unless you get down and really look at it. And it just looks fantastic in the price. Worth, yep. It's worth every penny you pay great. for it. Yep. In my house, I have pre-finished hardwood like you, Tony. Mm-hmm. And I regret it. If I were to do it all over again, I would do sand in place. Sand in place. Yep. That is uh, old school. Oh yeah, all the way back to the beginning. That's the way. Uh, that's the way our great grandparents were doing it. That's how I do it. Yep. That's my anyway. That's my opinion. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Hopefully, you found some information in here that was useful. If uh, if you miss any if you miss any of our other shows, make sure you go and subscribe. Hit that subscribe button on whatever you're listening to to catch our show. We try to do the show weekly, and if you've 
never seen our YouTube channel, you can go find that. Search Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show on YouTube or on Instagram. We're at WW Home Show. Like and subscribe our stuff. Send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. Yep, you can you can reach us at uh, weekendwarriors at par.com. That's right. All right, man. We'll see you next time. Have a great week.